Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into today's edition of the Sports Mix brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home, proudly serving our area since 1880. Spencer Point, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern, Avery Newport, running things on the TV 10 side. Happy to have you with us here on this Tuesday, February 15th, as uh, we... Uh, Get ready for a week of basketball here. Three games that we'll be broadcasting on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Three Martinsburg games, but three big EPAC games. Yeah, and it starts tonight. Uh, Martinsburg, Jefferson, obviously. Jefferson coming in tonight, 16 0 on the year. Uh, but we kind of look back at, at some numbers from that Martinsburg Jefferson game. And there were a few things Martinsburg did well. That if they are able to do those things well again tonight, but just cut down on a few little mistakes like turnovers and uh, just short, quick possessions, um, this could be a much closer game. I think Jefferson's coming off of two games where the Cougars played a lot tighter than maybe people expected. So it, it could be the right time for Martinsburg to pull off an upset, but also... Will Jefferson look at this as, okay, this is Martinsburg. Now we really need to lock in and play our best basketball. Even though the Bulldogs are not having the best of seasons, they still have, uh, you know, that Bulldog logo. And you got to be ready to play anytime you take on a Martinsburg team. So we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, Cougars obviously at home. That that could help. Uh, and, uh, you know, an undefeated team. But it should be a much more competitive game, I think, than what we saw last time in terms of final score. Yeah, definitely. And at 12.30, we'll be joined by the head coach of the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Dave Rogers, to help uh, break down this week for them and what they need to do to be able to uh, come out on the winning side of these next three games. Yeah, it was a uh, 30-point loss the last time uh, for Martinsburg when these two teams met. But I I don't know if Jefferson can shoot the uh, way they did in that game with 77 shots getting 97 total points almost 99 there at the end just missed a layup with some uh last seconds to go but it's hard at a high school level to score like that i I still think that they can outscore martinsburg i don't think it's going to be a 30 point loss but as we've seen already this jefferson team right now is undefeated and i i don't think that's stopping anytime soon they just have a lot of athletes and each night that we've seen them, they seem to be just a different level than any other team. And, yeah, Musselman's been competitive with them, but that's really about it. And that was only two games out of their 16 wins. So I think tonight they get the job done. It's a home game for Jefferson. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we will see how it goes. Let's look back on some EPAC games from last night. Uh, don't have a final score, boys-wise, for Musselman at Broadford and Christian Academy. No, it was a 20. Let me double-check my text messages here. It was a 20-point win. 
don't have a final score though. Uh, that would improve, I believe, Musselman to eight and six on the season with the win, and then they'll play Martinsburg on Wednesday tomorrow, which will have that game. Uh, on the girls' side last night, Washington faced Hedgesville. Uh, they got the 54-31 victory on the girls' side there. They have one more game. That is tomorrow versus Berkeley Springs and Hedgesville. Um, Hedgesville, I believe, has one more game as well. That is Thursday at East Fairmont. And then the Jefferson girls got a 55-47 win over Martinsburg. Uh, pretty close game there. Uh, it seems like the last few games... Uh, Mar- the Martinsburg girls team's kind of getting it together there as a little bit it, at points in the game as the season goes on. I want to go back to the uh, Musselman boys team because I was kind of giving them some praise uh, yesterday during the show about how they uh, are looking at this opposite section and hoping that they get to you know make it to the regional and face one of those teams after they get beat up by the others. And they're on, what, a 3-4 game win streak now? Musselman, Bradford, is it only two? Well, they lost. Well, I don't know. I I thought it was three, but it may be be three. But yeah, it probably is because I only see Friday two four as their last game before the Hedgesville game. They got to win, so I believe it's a two to three, maybe. Okay, but I mean, obviously, yes, it's things are looking good for them as the season cooks uh, cools down here and that Friday they'll have Spring Mills and then they'll have a tough test next Thursday to end the regular season versus Morgantown. I think that will help them for their section because they'll most likely beat up on Washington in game one and then they'll face Jefferson in the final game of the sectional tournament. Facing a team like Morgantown will help you do better and they took them to overtime the last game they played them. That is true. But you have to figure if the seeding is with Jefferson as the first seed, you're at Jefferson that time around. So yeah. you never know. It'll be fun. I never believe know. it's something noteworthy too. Uh, next week, Jefferson now the number one team in the AP poll. So yeah, that's I true did send too. that out yeah. to you guys last night. And then other games on tap tonight: Hedgesville at Washington. Uh, it'll be an interesting game there. Because uh, obviously Hedgesville needs to needs to win. They lost a bad loss the other night to Musselman, and uh, we'll have to see if they have all their players in that game. Uh, and then the only other game going on tonight is Hampshire at Spring Mills. So there's no girls games going on tonight. Tomorrow though, there is girls Berkeley Springs at Washington and Spring Mills at Mountain Ridge, and then there's a bunch of girls games on Thursday. Yeah, the girls' games are just kind of getting final tune-up before uh, sectionals next week. Hopefully we hear uh, soon how the seating's going to be. Yeah, I believe they are due today. If I read that, didn't I tell you that yesterday, Nick? Yes. I think I the votings, they were given them the votings. They were sent the stuff to vote on last Friday. And for the girls, they are due today. Well, then on tonight's game, you guys might have to reveal it if it's out by well, then. I don't know if it'll be out by then, Colin. We'll see. All right, well, that does it for this first segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you if you don't like it. They'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll talk some college hoops action last night. Uh, None of the teams we're going to talk about, fortunately, were able to get a victory. And Collins probably pretty frustrated 
We'll maybe have a vent session for Colin next. That's when we get back after this two-minute break. I was singing to you, you were singing to me. I was so alive, never been more free. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Safety doesn't come from owning a handgun. It's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off of I-81 Exit 5 at Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on the six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Valley Guns 2 will conduct these classes on February 26 and March 12 at their Inwood location. Master the basics with Basic Handgun 1, taught by NRA-certified instructors. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or call 304-229-4411. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Where's those boys got the counter? I get 55 to the gallon. Hey, listen to. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer Puig, Nick Verzlini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern Avery Newport running things on the TV 10 side. Happy to have you with us uh, wherever you're listening, whether it's on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM or on AM 740 or streaming live on the TV 10 Facebook or if you're tuned in on Comcast Channel 10 in Berkeley and Jefferson Counties. Uh, we got a little frustration maybe from Colin coming up here. Mountaineers last night fell 78-73 to to the Kansas State Wildcats. They now have identical records. Believe the Mountaineers are now the bottom or second to last in the Big 12. The Mountaineers had a 42-35 lead at the half and then just a second-half collapse there. But Tad Sherman really put the team on his back, had 23 points, and... uh, are you frustrated, Colin? Vent. You, you, this is I, your, I don't know this if is I'm your time to frustrated. Vent. I'm just disappointed because, as you said, they were up 42-35 at the half. They were playing well, and then it just fell apart, which has kind of been the storyline of this season. They went 10 minutes without getting a field goal, allowed a 18-2 run, and right through about the middle part of uh, that second half, and Kansas State just 
took over. They lost all the momentum, and now I hear myself again. Everything good? Very good. All righty, but yeah, they just lost momentum. They didn't really play bad. They shot 40%, I believe. Three-pointers, they struggled a little bit. Free throws, they did fine. They just allowed uh, Kansas State to have more. I think Kansas State shot like 39 times from the free throw line, made 31 to the like 24 attempts, I think, for West Virginia, and they made 21. So that's what it came down to. They only had 10 turnovers, I believe, to Kansas State's 14. West Virginia went 20 of 24 from the line. They just let – Yeah. They just fouled too much, letting Kansas State go to the line 31 of 39. So that's the big difference to me. Yeah. I mean, both – they shot nearly identical numbers. The three-pointers, 35 for West Virginia, 37.5 for Kansas State. Uh, West Virginia shot 40.4 from the field, while Kansas State shot 37.3. And they out-rebounded Kansas State – uh, they had three blocks in the game. They had seven steals. That's all, you know, that's more. But 13 turnovers and 23 personal fouls. Yep. You did so. say in our little topics thing this morning, will WVU men's basketball be the death of Colin McLaughlin? Yes. And you put yes. So do you have any other things to vent? I don't know. Just You can't – you're not going to win games if you go 10 minutes without scoring a field goal. That – that's bread and butter for the other team to get back into it. And that's exactly what happened, no matter who you're playing. If you go 10 minutes without scoring a field goal at any level, you're most likely going to lose the game. Yeah, and you were talking about the NIT. I don't even know if they can get in the NIT. That's true, too. They are at the bottom of the conference, uh, tied at 3-9 and with... Iowa State. They did beat Iowa State, though. So I think so they, they have, have the tiebreaker. Conference games left. The big thing too. They're one and seven on the road. Yeah, the, that, uh, that's the. They're eleven and three at well. home. They're eleven and three at home. They're one and seven on the road. That's the issue right there. It yeah, can't win on the road. road. Those home games too, though. I mean, you were playing not Big Twelve opponents for a lot of those. I feel yeah. like so, that's also true. Um. But the the big thing with the NIT, too, is are you going to even accept a bid to an NIT? Because uh, usually, you know, teams that have really disappointing seasons don't take that bid, especially if they're not like a young team that's looking to develop players, which I think WVU probably has a decent amount of guys coming back, right? Or I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of them is probably going to transfer after uh, I've got a question phrased a from one. the one and only John Alderton. He sent us a text. Where do you place the blame, Colin? As a fan, where do you place the blame? It's as a whole. It's a team sport. There's been issues all around. It seems like sometimes it's a lack of coaching from Huggins with not playing certain players that were performing well and allowing other guys to stay in. It's the guys, it seems like, lack of effort because if you're going without making a field goal for 10 minutes it's probably your shot choices your lack of movement Uh, that's what I saw early in the game was whenever they were scoring it's because they had great off ball movement and when they were chucking up these three pointers that uh ended up being air balls it's because they just made it a one person show everybody else was just standing there allowing the uh got to be isolated so i I think it has to be a whole team effort you can't specifically just put the blame on one guy because it's been back and forth with what has been wrong for this mountaineer team this season there you go you heard it from colin 
The Thank you, John, for the question. Resident Mountaineer fan. Uh, I'm not a Mountaineer fan, so I won't speak on that. Uh, but it definitely is disappointing in a way because I came into the season, you know, anticipating that, you know, on Talk Radio WRNR, we would have one of the best teams in the Big 12. At least, at least middle of the pack. Well, I was thinking, like, not I mean, bottom. you have those players. Like, you, you have Jalen Bridges, you have Taz Sherman, you have Sean McNeil. Uh, just to name, Sean McNeil only scored five points last night. His game has been neutralized for the. And then you have Malik Curry, but I mean, some of these guys are Conference USA guys, so they do they really know how to play in the Big Twelve? No, no, no. I, I'm scared how bad this game's going to be Saturday against All right. Kansas. Well, we'll have to talk about another losing teams here in a second. Uh, the Shepherd report from Avery Newport. Uh, well, I won't give you the whole thing. I'll just I'm going to recap some of the stuff that happened before the game here. Okay, go ahead. Abby Beeman, yesterday afternoon, named PSAC East Defensive Athlete of the Week. She recorded the double double and a season high um, 25 points. Or not, that's not a season high. She scored 25 points, dished out 13 assists in addition to eight boards and a steal. She set a season high with seven steals against Cutstown along with five assists and six rebounds. Uh, unfortunately, they fell in that Cutstown game, but last night wasn't any different. They fell last night by one point to Lockhaven. Lockhaven just not great on the season. They're under 500 in the PSAC, they're 8 and 11. Yeah, not a not a good loss. Not a good loss at all. You they know, had can... a 29-21 lead at halftime. Yeah, and then they only proceeded to score 6 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, and they were outscored fourteen to six in that final frame. Which, yeah, that can't happen. You know, you you got to be able to close out games, especially if you're one of the top teams in the PSAC, like Shepard is this year. You have to close out games. You know, especially against a middle of the pack team in Lockhaven. It, it's just, it's not, it's really not a good loss. I can I can accept losing at home to Kutztown on Saturday because Kutztown the number one team in the in they're the, the number one team in the conference the, they're, they're ranked. The second in the region I believe yeah they're nationally ranked so you know you can lose that game and it's not going to set off any alarms but you lose on granted it is on the road you know road games are different but losing on the road to a Lockhaven team <clears throat> that's a 500 team you got to beat that team just, just plain and simple if you're going to try and make a postseason push you got to beat them. There's no no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That's a, a, not a good loss at all for Shepard. And that's the point that I was going to make. When only four teams make the uh, postseason, y- you have to win that game when you're fighting for a spot right now because now, it granted, looks like they already you got... have clinched. They've clinched a spot in the PSAC tournament. Wait, when was that? You look on the the PSAC standings. Did that change yesterday? Mm-hmm. They have a berth. Okay, because I thought we said yesterday that they didn't yet. I thought they didn't. Oh, they do. They must. Well, it must have been because. Somebody else probably lost. Okay. Yeah, well, that but yeah, it definitely hear, wasn't there still. yesterday. All right. Well, the men they also fell sixty-eight to sixty last night. Kyle sixty-eight Dag- to fifty. Sixty-eight to fifty. You're right. Kyle Daggett could only score twelve points, and he's really the leading scorer. Cam Stevens only put five points up as well. Philip Jordan led the way with twenty-six points, ten of eighteen, I believe, from the field. Yep. It was a career high twenty-six points. Uh, I would imagine if you got uh, Daggett along there with Stevens rolling each into, uh, you know, ten probably ten more points from Daggett's what he's been averaging around twenty twenty two points, and then you get fourteen to sixteen points there from Stevens, you're winning that game. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I mean, 
Shout out P.J. Jordan, by the way, for having a career game, 26 points. I mean, he scored pretty much half of Shepard's points in this game, but you're not going to win any games like that if you only have one guy that's doing that much of the scoring for you. I mean, Daggett was the only other, players in, it was the only other player in double figures for Shepard. There were only, I think, besides Cam Stevens, there might have only been like two other Rams who scored like at all in the game. So... You need more balanced scoring if you're going to win. I mean, only 50 points. Uh, granted, again, it is on the road. But still, yeah. you can't get all your scoring from one guy and expect to win, even though P.J. Jordan had a fantastic game. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. you got to get Daggett around his average, and you got to get Stevens in the middle, mid-teens. Yeah, and they weren't hitting threes either. They only hit five of 29 three balls, which is a 17% shooting clip. I mean, you can't shoot that poorly either. If you, if you <laughs> yeah, they went win. five for 29. Why, why were you still shooting them after 15? Yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. yeah. Not right. good. They got Shot a lot the ball to work on. Well, last time. Played got a lot did. to work on. And they've got another game this week on Wednesday against Millersville. So, right again, you're, you're turning right back around to play yeah. another game. So, fatigue might set in, too. You never know. Yeah, it's another one of those three-game weeks there for the Shepherd Rams. But that does it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer, Cabinets and Designer Bedding, Outdoor Living, it's family-owned and operated, and located at 360 Hackless Way to Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this two-minute break, we'll be joined by Martinsburg Bulldogs boys basketball head coach Dave Rogers as they get ready to start a three-game stretch and really stretch out to the final end of the regular season where they've got to win a bunch of games here uh, if they want to improve their stock headed into the sectional tournament. But it's a big week for them coming off back-to-back wins, maybe looking to bring it into a win streak and an upset Jefferson team tonight. We'll get more on that next after this two-minute break. Hi, my name's Corey, and I'm here at Orsini's in beautiful Martinsburg, West Virginia. We no longer specialize in only appliances. We have kitchen design, countertops, cabinets, flooring, and even a new 1,200-square-foot sleep studio with brands such as Stearns & Foster, Sealy, and Tempur-Pedic. 304-267-7251. 360 Heck Wilson Way in Martinsburg. We price match the big box stores, and we give back to our local community. Orsini's.com. WV Medicine is pleased to introduce six new providers who've joined our medical staffs at Berkeley Medical Center, Jefferson Medical Center, and University Healthcare Physicians. Nurse Practitioner Alexis Alastanos, Urgent Care. Dr. Anderson Cho, Hospitalist. Physician's Assistant Brian Daunt, Pain Management. Dr. Payam Haredi, Anesthesia. Physician's Assistant Brittany Herber, Orthopedics. And Dr. Esther Lin, Family Medicine. WV Medicine, growing to meet the needs of our community. Located right off 81 at 214 Mid-Atlantic Parkway, Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go! King some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! If you're in an accident, the first thing that you have to do is call 911. You have to get medical care immediately. The next thing you need to do 
is call us. When you hire us at the Skinner Law Firm, what we do is we are going to investigate your case and we're going to lay out the options that you have, all at no cost to you. We will use all of our resources and all of our experience to get you what you deserve. That's what we mean by treating you like family. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer Boy, Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, our intern, Avery Newport, running things on the TV 10 side, will now be joined by the head coach of the Martinsburg Boys basketball team, winners of back-to-back games, head coach Dave Rogers. How are you doing today, Coach Rogers? Hey, we're doing great. How about you guys? We're doing great here, ready to call three games for you guys this week. Tonight, or we'll actually go back. Let's go back to Friday night. You got a big win there over Spring Mills. Uh, after giving up one earlier in the season, how does it feel for you guys to know you're starting to uh, play a little bit better here as this, the season comes down to the home stretch? Well, it's always nice to know that you're playing pretty good basketball and at, at the right time, and we are getting better. Uh, our young people have uh, hung in there, and they're doing a good job. And and uh, this is a big week for us coming up this week. This is a this is a tough week for us. And you know we go to Jefferson tonight, and we home tomorrow night with Musselman, and then out to Hedgesville on Friday night. And uh, you know we just uh, it's been a, it's it's nice to win. Uh, we're not used to being in this situation. This is a tough situation. I don't think uh, I can tell you our coaching staff has never gone through this, but you know. Um, it's one of those things, and and but again, our guys. The, the key is that our guys are working and they are getting better. And if we can get better at the right time, maybe we can play the the part of the spoiler this year. Coach uh, Luke Fowler had 17 points in that win over Preston County, and uh, a few weeks ago he committed to play D3 college basketball. So uh, I guess it had been kind of a tough stretch for Luke at times. But what was it like to see him shoot the ball so well on Saturday and play like? the no, the way you're you know he's capable of playing well he he really worked hard in the off season and and he can shoot the basketball and but it just has not uh, come around but it did the other day uh, he 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 um um he did a great job in there and you know um, we've got five seniors they're all a big key part of what we do and um, you know, you you win with senior leadership. I don't think there's any question about that. But really pleased to see him. Um, be able to to score the basketball and um again he's 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 getting better uh i just think he's his future is really ahead of him and um so it's a it's a good thing to see we we want all of them to do that that win on friday against uh spring mills really seemed like to just reopen this door wide open on who you uh try to put on top of this uh section there for the region between you guys, Hedgesville, and Spring Mills, it's hard to, I guess, figure out from an analytical side who would be the uh, favorite to be the sectional championship. And uh, just, I guess, tell us your pitch on why your team's going to be the one to do it. Well, you know, again, it's it's a lot of times when you when you get down to a tournament time, it's not, and we've been through on the other side of this fence. It's not always 
the best team that wins is who's playing the best at that time. Uh, we we have split with uh, Spring Mills. Spring Mills and Hedgesville has split. Hedgesville is one up on us. We've got to go out there Friday night. Um, so again, if 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 everybody ends up splitting, uh, then then it'll be up to the coaches to vote and feel feel who they think should be the the number one seed. Because certainly the number one seed does not play in the opening round. And then when you play um, in the second round, it's not an elimination round. And then you go into the regional play the following week. So, you know, we've always told our players at the beginning of the year, it's so important to win your local games because, number one, you're fighting for the bye. Number two, you're fighting for the home court advantage. But, you know, uh, it, it remains to be seen how this thing plays out. And, um, you know, I guess there's a lot of basketball to be played here in the next two weeks. That there is, and one player that certainly I know is ready to do that, and we've seen it over the last couple games, whether he's on the bench kind of coaching, being a player coach from the bench, or being a floor general really on the floor is Sorrell Gaza. What can you say about a senior like that? You know, there were times when I was looking down, and I think on Friday when he wasn't in the lineup, and in the beginning of the game when he was on the bench because he didn't start, that he was kind of, you know, yelling things out, being the communicator there to help the team on the court. What do you say about a guy like Sorrell Gaza who's a leader? Well, if we had to pick a senior leader, it would be Sorrell. You know, Sorrell was in the gym at 6 o'clock this morning working on his game. Uh, he has done that constantly. He is a great young man with uh, an outstanding student, uh, outstanding family. Just He just works so hard. He really prides himself on the defensive end of the court and the hustle part. And, and no matter where he is, you know, that tells you something about a, a player when they are starting, when they're not starting, what kind of attitude they show, what kind of demeanor do they have when when things aren't going exactly like you want them to go or maybe how you think they should go. So it, a good teammate is there uh, through thick and thin. A good teammate is there when and it's upside, downside, whatever, and he would be your top player as far as that is concerned when it comes to that. Um, and he is, you know, he has started throughout the year. Um, he'll probably end up starting again before the year's over. And it just depends on who we're playing, what we need, how we need to do it. Uh, you know, everybody, everybody wants to start. I understand that. But you know what? There's some games where we may have, we may not be as quick as the other team, or there's some games where we may not. Um, we may be bigger than the other kids, so we need to put some size in. So, you know, all that plays into it. Bottom line is you, you've got to do what's best for the team and put your personal feelings aside. And, and, then whatever, and then if you'll do that, then, you know, things will come out in your favor. Coach, let's talk a little bit about this game tonight against Jefferson. Uh, you know, you look back at that game, and while the final score wasn't that close – you guys did a lot of good things. Uh, you actually outshot them from the floor. Um, you shot the ball well from the free throw line, but it, it really came down to them getting to the line a lot and also the turnover category. So, how do you kind of cut on those, cut down on those things, and get this win tonight? Well, and as of late, our, our problem has not been on the defensive end. Our problem's been on the offensive end and scoring. Can we score? And, uh, and and basketball is a game of making the right decision at the right time. 
Um, you know, in my double team, is the time to give it up? Is And when I dribble drive, it, does it collapse? Does it let me go to the hole? You know, you have to make those decisions. So uh, if, if we can continue to get better on the offensive end, I like what we're doing on the defensive end. We're showing a little more zone uh, lately, um, and I, we mix that in with our man, and I, 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 I the kids enjoy that, doing that. But, you know, we just um, – we just have to do what's right. Uh, the other night, uh, I counted against Spring Mills, and I told the guys the next day, I counted layups, putbacks, anything close to the basket that looked like a layup, we missed 25 of those. Well, that's 50 points. So if you can convert on that, and our foul shooting uh, this year is not has not been the greatest that we would like it to have. I mean, we're only shooting 55% as a team. I mean, you're supposed to be shooting 75% from the foul line because those are free shots. I mean, you're standing at the line. You're not being guarded. And it doesn't matter whether you're at a foul shooting contest in the rec league or playing bitty ball or whatever you're playing, that foul shot is up between you and that ball in that rim, and you've got to be able to put it in the hole. So uh, that is really down for us this year. And then there's been games where we did shoot 75%. So that's the consistency has to come back. It is. It's starting to come back. I like what I see. I like how our kids are hanging in there because they could have dropped their head at any time. Because uh, so, I mean, we're starting to roll, I think, a little bit. And it has been a tough year. I don't think anybody saw this coming, but it's there and we have to make the best of it and then after tonight's game you guys have to be right back on the court tomorrow to play muscleman because of the uh schedule change with the battle for the spring house down at the uh greenbrier that you guys win move that game to uh tomorrow so how do you keep your team i guess uh one ready to go tonight but two also rested for another big game tomorrow against a uh epac opponent well certainly you know we played friday we didn't have any prep time for Saturday. We played Saturday. We've got we practiced Monday, so Monday was prep day for Jefferson, and we don't like to mix it because we don't want them to, you know, you you got to concentrate on the opponent that you're playing next, and we concentrated yesterday on Jefferson, and they're a very good team, you know, to be able to go play the number one team in the state is is quite an honor for us to be able to do that, and then so the prep time for. Musselman will be the the guys the uh, children get out at one o'clock tomorrow, so we will do a walkthrough and a film session at one o'clock tomorrow to get ready for tomorrow night's game, and then you come back on Thursday and you get a prep day so you can go play Hedgesville. So, you know it doesn't get any easier, but you know what? If you ever when you go tournament time, you're always either back to back, or if you get to the state tournament, you could be three in a row with no prep in between. So. You know, this is a time of the year when you, you're really, hopefully, to the point where you're just putting the polish on, maybe putting a few wrinkles in or whatever. Um, unfortunately, we're still trying to teach at, at, at some things that we haven't been very good at this year and trying to correct those mistakes which kind of feels like it keeps us behind constantly. But you know what? As, as, long, as, as long as we're giving effort, and, you know, the, the key is the key is got to be the rebounding um, tonight especially. I mean, we, we've got to do a great job on the boards. We've got to do a great job of getting those 50-50 balls that are going on the floor. And, 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 again, all that comes with hustle and desire. So um, we're looking forward to playing tonight. 
One final question here for you, Coach, uh, about another player, that player being Jaron Atkins. We talked about him with you earlier in the season um, about you know how last season he didn't make the team and then he battled back this year to be able to make the team. Uh, he scored 15 on Saturday, 5 of 6 from the field. He's a senior, so what does that show you about what he values about his time when he gets on the court? Well, he loves it. You know, Jaron's a very intelligent young man that has worked extremely hard, loves to play the game. And, you know, he he really – he was struggling a little bit there for the while. I think he's back in the fold. He, he did a great job the other day. Um, he can shoot the basketball. If you leave him open, he can shoot the basketball. So that's our job to be able to get him the ball. Uh, and so he can take those shots. But you know what? He's improved on his defense. He's improved on his hustle. He's improved. I mean, he just gets after it. He's he's a nice young man to coach. And, you know, and and I just think um, our kids are working at it, our juniors. I mean, uh, Avion and Stefan have been kind of consistent in there with us during the year. And then you've got Jess in the middle that uh, I think his rebounding is getting stronger. Uh, the move that he put, I told him yesterday in practice, the move that he put from the baseline against Spring Mills the other night was a, a good-looking, straight, strong move to use his size. So, you know, it's it all goes down there together. You know, Kamarion's got to kind of set us up and get things going and get the ball to the right people at the right time. And, you know, again, if you, if you let the game come to you and you make the right play and the right decision at the right time, you're going to get a nice shot. Are all the shots going to fall? Certainly not. But, boy, you can really get some good ones, and, and then you just do the things you do best, and, and hopefully uh, we can do that in the next three games because this is a big week. All right, Coach, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you tonight. Hey, thank you guys for everything. Have a wonderful day. You as well. That was head coach of the Martinsburg Boys basketball team, head coach Dave Rogers, and bring you guys back in here. Uh, obviously, tonight's the beginning of a three-game big stretch for uh, the Bulldogs. And Nick on the call tonight. We kind of mentioned it earlier, but you know, what do you take from Coach Rod? What Coach Rogers mentioned? Uh, just that he, he feels like the team's going in the right direction, which you can see the progress on the court. I mean, even though they didn't beat Hedgesville, that was a very competitive game. So I think it started with that game, and then that second half against Spring Mills uh, was great for martinsburg and then really most of the game against preston county offensively they were fine and then once the defense turned it on and that's late in the second quarter uh it was just no contest between those two teams so i think martinsburg is definitely heading in the right direction if they somehow knock off jefferson tonight obviously it's a big task but it is doable um you know that would be a huge confidence boost one and number two when the coaches vote i mean even if you fall to Hedgesville, you might have a good chance at still being the number one team in the section. It'd be tough to argue that because Hedgesville would have the two wins over you, but it would definitely, I think, separate you more if you're able to get this win tonight and then knock off Hedgesville again than maybe if all the teams are kind of even in the uh, section. I'm just looking forward to it. As uh, Coach Rogers said, it's always uh, special when a team gets to play against the uh, number one team in the state, and I'd like to uh, – Try to figure out when's the last time that a EPAC team was uh, number one in the state. Might and the to... e- AP? I don't know. Yeah, got to have to figure that one out. So We will have to figure that out, but that does it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. 
We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this two-minute break, we'll wrap things up on today's edition of the Sports Mix. Talking a little Wizards, Caps, and uh, today should have been a day that a lot of people would be happy about. A lot of people heading to Florida or Arizona. Uh, but unfortunately, still not going to happen as of yet. But we'll go into that, get into that next after this two-minute break when we wrap things up on the Sports Mix. Four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu, call us at 304-350-0646 and learn more today. Holly's VIP Northside is the best local spot to catch all of your favorite high school, college, and pro sports, or to hang out with friends. Holly's has a great beer and cocktail menu, along with a food menu that will blow you away. Holly's offers multiple TVs to watch the game of your choice from anywhere at the bar or their outdoor patio with cornhole and fire pit. So stop by and see for yourself today at 36 Veronica Drive in Martinsburg. That's Holly's VIP Northside. We'll see you for the game. the excitement of EPAC basketball on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Fowler, four seconds, Blackwood's corner, three, good! Taken away by Gladney, over on the court, he'll lay that one up, and in! You got you covered all season long with over 50 games of high school boys and girls hoops. Crossover, four, and it's hot! Bennett back in the face of all... Right here on your EPAC sports leader, WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix for your Tuesday, February 15, 2022. Segment brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. You can stop by their offices located at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. So we're back here for the final segment of today's edition of the Sports Mix. The Wizards back in the win column last night. Neto finds Gill baseline to the basket. Stuff! There's the exclamation mark. 103-91 Wizards. Anthony Gill. Left wing. Grant for three. That'll be a consolation three. 103-94 the score. 2.1 to go. Buzzer is going to sound, and the Wizards are going to win the game 103-94. 
are now tied again for 10th for the 10th and final playoff spot or playoff play in play in spot excuse me they're now 26 and 30 on the season uh, it was a tie game at halftime. Kyle Kuzma scored 17 of his team-high 23 points in the third quarter to help the Wizards take control. Five others scored in double figures, while Denny Avdia had a double-double with 12 points and 15 boards. Wizards visit the Pacers tomorrow at 7.30. Uh, continued improvement there. I believe they've now won two out of three since the trade deadline. Did yeah. They have, did they have Perzingis last night? No. Uh, but haven't played really any good team. So they're winning games now against teams that they should beat, which is a good thing. At one point, the Wizards were struggling to do that. Um, you know, and I think Indiana's probably a winnable game considering they dumped Sabonis at the deadline or right before it. So could get that win as well. But again, like this team's not going to achieve much this year. So. At this point, you're just looking for good performances out of, out of the young guys. Uh, Corey Kispert, Denny Avdia continued to progress. Rui Hachimura, a little bit of progression, but has kind of just been in the mi- middle there. So, um, you know, we'll see how those guys go. And, and Porzingis, if he can play well once he gets activated with this team, maybe that will impress Bradley Beal enough to re-sign. If not... They'll probably try to do a sign-in trade, uh, but we'll we'll just have to wait and see, I guess, how this year finishes for Washington. But again, even if they get in the play-in or make the playoffs, I mean, they're not going to do anything. So it's just kind of like watching for the young players at this point. Kuzma continues to be impressive. I like Kyle Kuzma a lot as a piece for this team moving forward. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good that they won from a I guess team aspect because you want your team to be in the uh, playoff push even though I I agree that they probably won't make any uh, splash if they make it into the playoffs or even the play-ins it just will ultimately hurt a draft spot but at the same time you don't really want to tank because you want to stay attractive to guys like Bradley Beal or other guys that might want to come to DC to play to get that franchise to eventually be a contender yeah and they're five games back from the seventh and final playoff spot is that it well they, even if no, they get the seven they've still had to play play in because seven eight to nine six. ten yeah. yeah so i don't know they're what, six games from the sixth and final spot okay. you know who holds the sixth and final spot in the Eastern boston Conference? celtics yeah i was trying to mm-hmm. give that to call in there I, I know uh but at seven raptors at 31 and 25 um, at at eight is the Nets thirty and twenty seven who finally won a game after going over their last nine. Uh, the Hornets at number nine twenty nine and twenty nine. The Hawks at twenty six and thirty, and the Wizards tie with them at twenty six and thirty. So it'll be a, an interesting last few months to see who can kind of maintain where they are. Wizards obviously got up, excuse me got out to that hot start. Excuse me, ten and three hot start and then they've really fallen to what 16 and 27 since yeah i don't like the plan by the way I don't how long know. will I don't it stay around it's dumb. i understood I really it last it year because of covid but it, it's kind of dumb because yeah, you're basically deciding who gets to lose to the top two seeds in you know the yeah you're just wearing them out intentionally yeah, yeah. it seems like you know i mean it's extremely rare in the nba when you get a seven or eight seed upset in a in a playoff series so 
you know. I mean, it's it's a cool idea, I guess. You know, it worked well for the COVID year just to, you know, add a little more excitement and intrigue to the playoffs. But I'm not sure if it's a great idea long term. Yeah, definitely. Now let's talk about the other D.C. team. They're back in action tonight. The Capitals are at the Nashville Predators. Uh, a pretty good game matchup-wise. The Caps, again, they fell on Super Bowl Sunday 4-1 to to the Senators. Uh, but it's 26-15-9 Capitals at the 28-16-4 Nashville Predators. Um, it's going to be a, a pretty close game or tight you know, game on the, the line for it at least. Uh, but Capitals just not playing good so far uh, in this game. I believe the Capitals, the Predators are favored. So... Capitals trying to get back in the wind column again. They've just been really shaky of late here in really the whole month of January, Colin. Yeah, and it's continued here to February. Through the month of January, we're into February. You got to get wins because you don't want to be a wild card team. They got the top wild card spot, but you want to be in that top three in the Metro to not have to play in the wild card and uh, probably get a better opponent you don't want to have to face the top seeded team come playoff time is the wild card new or is that just how they're saying it now they've always said there's a wild card yeah why isn't it just like the eighth seed i don't know good question. you have your three know. teams from each conference each division or each division and, and then, then the you top have two remaining two. teams are yeah. the wild cards mm-hmm. they've had that system for probably like 10 years now, yeah. Give think? or take, yeah. Around uh, 10. It's just weird to say it like that. Why don't they just take the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference top eight teams? They used know. to. I don't know. They used to do that for What's a the difference, time. I guess, is and what I'm trying to it. figure out. I don't know. Get a fifth that might be better than a fourth and the other. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, but today would have been the day that uh, MLB pitchers and catchers would have reported down to either Florida or Arizona for spring training. As we know, that's not happening, though. Still no labor agreement. And uh, the latest that's coming out is uh, that the MLB owners are trying to cut minor league playing jobs. What else is new? Just trying to cut money. Yeah. I mean, it seems like the baseball's been in lockout for like five years. (laughs) Because of COVID, they had like a mini lockout, I guess you could call it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel bad for these minor league teams. First, they got axed. Now they're trying to take away these guys' livelihoods. Yeah, I mean, minor league baseball has always kind of been mistreated uh, compared to major league. Just like, I mean, the way they travel. I mean, most minor league players don't have the, you know, a salary to just work that one job. A lot of players work multiple jobs during the season. It's just, it's totally unfair to them. It's not surprising that the MLB owners are There's no new collective bargaining agreement or collective bargaining sessions have not been scheduled yet and what i don't understand is why would you be cutting those opportunities for guys that i don't know it's want to like, make their career in baseball you're making just baseball like they cut less the attractive the COVID year. to the kids yeah and if it's you're trying already, to get this sport to survive i mean they cut the draft the covid year mm-hmm. so many players didn't get drafted manfred's failing well, he's also not put into the best of situations. So, so make it better. Today is MLB lockout day number seventy-five. He has the power to do that. Yeah. <laughs> day number seventy-five. The day pitchers and catchers were supposed to start reporting. 
That will not happen. No collective bargaining agreement uh, or no collective bargaining sessions have been scheduled yet, and that'll do it for today's edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to Martinsburg basketball head coach Dave Rogers for coming on today, and uh, we'll have their game tonight on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, 7 p.m. Johnny's Express tip-off show as Martinsburg travels to Jefferson for a huge EPAC game and uh, tip-off at 7.30 for Dave Rogers, Colin McLaughlin, Avery Newport, Nick Verzellini. I'm Spencer Blee saying so long, and we'll talk to you tonight on the broadcast and tomorrow at 12.08.